0: Hi everybody, welcome to Line Check with Jack and Fee. I'm Fiona Dell, your co-host, and I'm joined by as always, Mr. Jack Kinks.
1: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a podcast where we talk about um, issues affecting musicians and any advice we have for independent artists This week we're going to be touching on organic reach on social media So how you can reach an audience that's engaging and grow your fan base without spending loads and loads of cash Mad, My cash. Mad cash
1: Just take some time, you can't just don't fade away
0: so far you
1: can take it back. Our track of the week this week is Fade Away by the Ninth Degree. And uh, they've just released this song on this I believe it was on New Year's Day actually uh this year. So it's, oh, it's a bold move. Brand, brand new fresh track. Um so yeah, new new year, new me for for <laughs> the ninth degree. Please do check it out, you'll hear it at the end again. 2021 Twenty twenty one two zero two one <laughs> one two
0: check, two check, two one yep, check still here yep yep in the new year I think shout out
1: to all my Libra men <laughs>
0: <laughs> so organic reach is the main subject for discussion today this is something I've been trying to implicate more and more in my social media over the past oh since about July I think whenever shout out Saturday sort of started on my Facebook page I've been trying to sort of Grow and reach um, other musicians and other fans of Scottish music with my pages um, without the use of like paid for ads or boosting posts and that kind of thing. So I'm going to talk about some things you can do or something you might want to think about if you're trying to grow your page either as a band or a musician or as like as my friend Naomi likes to call it a community builder.
1: <laughs>
0: That's what she calls. Very it. good. Gosh. So one of the things i want to talk about is um opening up your page a bit more to other artists and using it as not just a space to promote yourself although ultimately that should be your your goal is to you know not push yourself on other people that's the terrible way to word (laughs) it um but you should be promoting yourself and your own music and your own um work but you there's nothing wrong with opening up to other bands and other artists with something like um a playlist like you've done a playlist as well of um local or smaller artists uh, that you've enjoyed and you have put them on a spotify playlist or you can do this on apple music as well and all you have to do is, yeah, tag the bands in it and say how much you like their song. And you'll see, if we're looking at the numbers, you'll see a massive boost in engagement if it's not just a post talking about you and your new hot single. Oh, mm. <laughs> oh, fire, fire. Fire, fire. <laughs> pre-save. For love of God, pre-save. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not doing this? Um, so that's a really good step is sort of including other artists in your page and and giving some of your time to listen to other music as well can only help your own creativity I think and the more you you know make it more open for other artists the more you open yourself up to actually getting into some kind of not a relationship but you know you've you've got a back and forth sort of and you can share each other's Mm. things and comment on each other's things and again it's all about sort of supporting each other and you know bringing like bringing a bit of their audience into your audience is, is never a bad thing. And I've found that yeah. with, with both the review show and the playlist posts, um, m- my reach and my follows and stuff goes up with fans of the bands. I mentioned whose music. I like who've, if the band shared the post or something, a number of their followers will come to my page to see what else I've got going on. Cause either they enjoyed the vi- the video or they want to find out more music, I recommend. I don't really know why. It just seems to work. <laughs> it seems to, again, bring people who actually want to engage in the music and want to engage in uh, whatever content I've got rather than people who might just be liking it because they saw an ad briefly and they're like, oh, I like the And then that's the the last thought they have about hmm. your, your page and your content. If you bring over the fans or maybe the band themselves to your page, you've got a bigger... Uh, net of people who will actually like comment and share and all that good good stuff all that good juice that we're wanting on social media so consider yeah consider making a playlist consider making some kind of like blog thing where you review other music something like that or the simplest step is to just engage with other musicians on your instagram and post songs you like in your stories it's really that simple rather than just posting my cat turned around or wherever you post on your stories normally try and use your stories if you're not comfortable using actual posts or anything use your stories to punt you know songs you've been enjoying by smaller artists or bigger artists it doesn't really matter as long as you show you're engaged in some kind of musical community then I think that'll mm-hmm. help your genuine yeah. engagement was that all bollocks or does that all make no, <laughs> any no, no, kind no, of I agree. sense I think,
1: I think the all takeaway right. is it only it can only ever really strengthen a scene I guess or like strengthen a community or, or even build a community I think um, Cheers, Naomi. <laughs> I think the, uh, the points you're making are all really important ones because one of the things that I always find myself feeling after enough time just promoting my own stuff and trying to get the stuff yeah. that I've worked out I've worked really hard on out mm-hmm. um, is it does just feel sort of like you're screaming into the void alone and it yes. it's hard for people to want to always I guess engage with you if it's a very one-dimensional thing. So I guess if to you've involve got this more weird people, shields. yeah, yeah, it's difficult because obviously you've spent a lot of time and effort on on your craft and your art and trying to promote it as well. Mm-hmm. The people that um, will engage with it are also, you know, their people as well. They have human the people, interactions, musicians, fans, and um, kind of thing. Uh-huh. exactly. So I think to expect them to just always want to jump on board Um, (laughs) jump on board and be like oh there's a post i will like it because i'm a consumer or i'm an audience member you know like everyone's always got their own thing going on and you can't expect people to just consistently i suppose give a like and give all their time because they're still effectively a patron of someone because everyone's a patron of everyone else and i think it's important we are the product
0: um, on social media as um, yeah i think it's so nicely put it
1: to not, yeah, exactly. I think it's it's really important to uh, not just isolate yourself. I suppose by saying like this is a place for me to be a musician, and it is, it still is. Yeah. But um, music in itself is a is a completely communal or symbiotic. It's not process. a
0: competition; it's a community.
1: Exactly. Even if to promote it, or to record it, or to even write it, or whatever. Yeah. We need to pay more attention to just how collective a process music this is, at any
0: absolutely. step in
1: at any step in the production line whether it's making it promoting it or listening to it is a communal thing and I think yeah, that, um, yeah it, I often get quite caught up in it because I, I it's, it's easy to do right you want the best for something that you've already put a lot of effort and energy into yeah. you don't want it to just flop and no one to really listen to it
0: mm-hmm. so
1: you promote it as hard as you can through the traditional avenues or you know traditional for people that have been releasing music now that like, you know you put it through uh, like daily playlists you try and get it on blogs muso a, soup on blogs muso soup uh, if you want to go submit hub you do that and, and yep. trying to get it <laughs> no respect it, uh, but yeah go ahead <laughs> sorry it's definitely on our on our tarnish list oops it is, yeah. um but yeah we, we we try and promote it through all the traditional professional avenues, I suppose. Uh-huh. But um say someone in the industry listens to your song and they like it. One person versus maybe, you know, a hundred people that could be prospective fans listening to it, which is more valuable. Yep. Exactly. I guess yep. you if what if do you, you value keep more? going down the, the professional route and you get quote, the right ears listening to it. Wants or put it in to front watch twenty
0: twenty one. The
1: right people, you mm-hmm. know that they're, they're heralded as these gatekeepers because if you, we're letting them, yeah, yeah, exactly. Be but if, but if they were to like your song, the hopes is that they would then put it in front of other prospective listeners, and so you're it relying all comes on them to build
0: your actual fan engagement.
1: Exactly, it all comes back to who actually wants to listen to your song and who's a community and an actual audience member. Because yeah, all the, all the professional industry people we forget they're professionals and gatekeepers within the industry because they're who a lot of audience members would look to for curation their reach or is,
0: is much wider because the status they are actually at that the reach is so big if that makes sense Possibly, rather than them yeah. um, so say like not something like let's say cbc introduced <laughs> or something like that <laughs> the reason why that is a large platform for musicians isn't really because of their active engagement with the music community and um, mm. this is obviously Scotland Central I don't know if it's, if it's the same everywhere in the UK but the reason it's successful is because it's got the thing BBC next to it you know you what mean I mean CBC See, oh shit <laughs> <laughs> I can stay in. Um, that's the reason. It's the name next to it, and it's already got a respected ownership from something stupid like decades and decades, like since the 50s or whatever the heck. They'd be. The CBC... <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> the CBC actually started. So they've got that huge reputation um, behind them, but when you mm, if it's, if it's an age try to engage name. with them, yeah, they're not yeah. particularly forthcoming with actually like responding to artists like they, they'll do posts on Twitter or whatever like Feedback Friday but that's a place for you'll notice musicians to go in and comment mm. on each other's music and big each other up which is a great incentive but BBC introducing isn't really doing much themselves to engage with these musicians on like a one-to-one level it still feels very gate-kept <laughs> is that mm. a word gate-kept
1: <laughs> gate-kept i think it's interesting to draw um i've probably made this comparison a lot of times but i uh-huh. think it's interesting to draw this comparison back to how record companies used to function before i guess Digital the technology stuff, and right. the ability to promote yourself effectively um was made available to the masses mm-hmm. or made a lot more affordable i guess because the way the old uh record companies record would do companies. it is yield um SOYN or <laughs> EIM music for example Yeah yeah oh I love these <laughs> fake names this is
0: great. No, it's great um
1: thanks yeah the way they would do it is they would um essentially because they had the entire market or like it was understood that that was the place you would go to get um either music as an audience member um, because they would promote it to all the, the radio stations or you know Top of the Pops and all that sort of stuff. That's probably a bit later on the line. Or to other companies that would maybe order, need really. music for for syncing or yep. um, for advertising or some form of thing. They would essentially be the gatekeepers, which is why there's always this assumption that they would then have ownership of the songs. And back in the day, they probably yeah. did. Yeah. Um, they, they still might do, but um, the fact that you can now release music yourself and have all of the um all of the rights and copyright yourself is new and challenging it's new
0: it's it's quite interesting to see these gatekeepers as you say try to stay at, like at the same state as they were back in the past i guess basically at the mm. same like you have to be on this you have to we have to like your song for it to be any good you know they're sort mm. of trying to not obviously as bluntly as that but the they're trying to stay relevant if that makes mm. sense even in an age where musicians can garner huge fan bases on their own they don't need record labels they don't need you know the support of what do you say eim mu- <laughs> music <laughs> they don't really there is possible it's hard but it's possible to do it without these things and to not engage with that on a personal level through your own channels i think is it's kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit if you're just gunning for these gatekeepers of a bygone era to hear your stuff
1: Hmm. I think they're st- they're still definitely relevant because a lot of slim. a lot no, of they band, are relevant. I know a lot of bands nowadays that are still huge are signed to these big record companies. But I think it's yes. it's interesting to draw the conclusion, not the conclusion, the comparisons um, to the fact that the way they always used to operate was because they were effectively the the only gatekeeper, or understood as the only thing that you could do that was of a certain. Yeah i guess degree or or relied
0: on cd sales and the way you got cd sales was to get radio play like
1: exactly and how do you get, or on radio? Live you get a record company yeah yeah all that stuff i think because of that um it's interesting to think that they might not like a record company might not inherently have the best marketing scheme is because they've got a lot yeah. a lot more um capital at their expense which can be potentially thrown in the wrong directions but they they could just spurt money everywhere and then get a response that might be a lot less i guess tangible or useful as as data like i think what uh, record companies used to do if you threw enough money in different avenues and you got a decent response there's not always a guarantee of knowing which ones paid off and which ones were costing you money yeah so Whereas that's a trouble now, thing as well whereas now or until you said there were some changes with facebook ads oh, yeah. um <laughs> there have been ways where you can promote stuff yourself and choose paid ads and actually see the response and the impressions and how yeah. much is actually useful um advertising and i think because you can do that with organic reach as well you can
0: you can y- yeah
1: you can Say, do a Facebook ad and boost a post for £5 or whatever and see just how much engagement or reach or impressions or whatever it is um, you got from it being paid. But it'll also show you how much you got from it being organic. So I think if you were to focus on the organic side of things and actually try uh-huh. and build a community and make yourself accessible and not just put yourself in what I guess could be seen. your pedestal or your own cocoon. In your own cocoon or an ivory tower or whatever team me um, <laughs> team know. me can i have a bit more of me can i just have <laughs> just have a little little bit more of me a in bit like of more exposed. of real oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting to see just how the different approaches might have been because there's no necessarily saying that a record company would always do a better job at targeted promotion than someone independently would because with it being targeted you can actually see the response usually and it's all within our understanding with, with data and seeing the responses to that. Whereas putting, you know, an ad on the side of a bus there's no way of tracking how, how that really. actually you don't eyes performs
0: eyes on average see it basically. On Try average praying. But- <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of because I've seen it all the time and it always makes you go No <laughs>
1: hmm, I could um, Maybe not today, <laughs>
0: Maybe not thanks, today. Bu- thanks, Lothian. Thanks, buses. bus. <laughs> thanks, Lothian. I can't say bus in this mic. Bus. Bus. Come away with me on a bus. Bus. <laughs> um, Something I will point out about organic reach is that you're not going to see results very fast Mm. at all. Whereas a big record company or a manager or something like that who can obviously pay to reach a bigger audience, if you're doing it organically, it is slow, very, very slow. But with that slowness, slow bro. (laughs) I love him. Does come (laughs) a sense, as I said before, of actually engaging with people and actually making connections rather than, oh, wow, my video got 30,000 views on Facebook what now (laughs) you don't know any of those people directly you don't know any you don't know what they thought of it, you have no idea. There's no feedback. There's no human interaction really with just a video with a big number beside it. You know what I mean? Like wh- whereas comments and people sharing amongst themselves and messaging saying, "Hey man, I really enjoyed your song," or "I really enjoyed the review you did of this," or "Thanks for adding us to this thing," or anything like that, mm-hmm. it's seemed it's slow but much more valuable and tangible in the long term than boosting a video that would have maybe garnered two thousand views to give it to be twenty two thousand or whatever. I think it's way more useful to yeah be more accessible mm. and open and they're yeah, less in this cocoon of team me <laughs> with it if that makes sense
1: it's interesting why boosting posts 30, is valuable
0: 000. but why is that
1: because that's essentially the number i get to with the <laughs> amount of budget i have for all my videos um,
0: <laughs> well we're talking about it our different we're talking about our different approaches to social media so mm. i suppose that's oh, why exactly it exactly mind.
1: um the last um video i put out for jigsaw got around uh-huh. that sort of that level of uh, views and i think that i then got got to the <laughs> point afterwards like smart. you said where it's like w- what now um yeah what now is it video looks like it's doing really well
0: is that translating yeah it looks like it's doing well but yeah
1: there's not a huge amount of comments or engagement on it and um yeah and as as you uh deftly noted there the first one was was a, a bit rude a bit negative <laughs> and uh and it not well, really doesn't really feel like you've you've benefited like this, and, and is the this, thing. this is the problem always like it's the oldest part of advertising that uh-huh. you know to put it in front of other people <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to put it in front of other people you're, putting in front of you're probably going really to have to yeah yeah but you're also going to pay money for it mm-hmm. and promotion costs money and because of that money that you may or may not have as a budget
0: yeah
1: it's getting heard by people that might not hear it otherwise and that's something that yeah. you that you can't always guarantee either can't guarantee or you can guarantee it for either side but there's no guaranteeing of who will see it and who will like it because i suppose with my videos i've put them out i've done a whole bunch of promo and maybe paid for a a slow burning ad to try and get to as many people as i can that's great but like you say at the end of it it's like i wonder what this has actually got me
0: yeah what did i I actually just give 20 pound to yeah, a number on the side of the video or did i yeah. actually gain any new either fans or people who did I get anybody to listen to the song on spotify or buy it did that all happen
1: mm. i think active fans like we were sort of talking about before um people that maybe still keep in touch or maybe reach out to you and go hey i really yeah. enjoyed this or let's maybe collaborate at some point yeah. or whatever or I, I really like this let me know when you're doing the gig or something exactly um, that that's really cool um but it's quite rare for me, I think to get that sort of response from someone that's part of a paid ad. Like you said, if someone yeah. likes your page and goes, Oh, I really like that video, but then effectively becomes a cold audience to you again, because they're not seeing stuff. It. The only, it's not very um, beneficial. It's not, it, I mean, th- there is then contact. And if you can follow up with them and say, Hey, here's a new track. Hi, I nice hope you ridiculous. like it. And maybe, yeah. maybe they become more of a fan over time. That's great. But it, this sort of process only for me furthers the point that as soon as you spend money you got to spend more money yeah. to make sense of the, <laughs> the money you've the black spent hole. yes you know? so
0: what I was going to argue with you about was the idea of not being able to tell or you know with any post on social media not being able to guarantee um, like active engagement if you want I'd say with organic reach you increase your chances of that A multitude over because people who like my page now are not people who just saw like a picture of me and didn't scroll by and they liked it they're liking my page because either i'm talking about a band they like or cookies or something where they're they're like they often look at posts about scottish music or independent musicians Mm. in scotland something like that so my page is suggested to them that kind of thing rather than a sort of passive Mm. You know sort of like our engagement if that makes sense and quite Mm. often i can garner like like i've got a social media like schedule now (laughs) of like what i post each day and i know pretty well um how well they're going to do in terms of the numbers and the reach and stuff because well one experience so i've posted things like this before and i know how well they do um Mm. which is also very helpful so if i post a regular thing consistently for a few weeks then the reach will grow and then it will sort of stay at the same point every week, which mm-hmm. is again, just experience and it will stay at the same level of engagement. So for instance, the, let's say something like the, the playlist post again, where i tag artists who've been involved in it. I know that's going to reach over a thousand people without me dropping a penny mm-hmm. because artists will share it or it will be suggested to more people because I've tagged more people in it, that kind of thing. And it'll all be people mm-hmm. who like one of the bands or either, or are fans of Scottish music in general. And that's something I can guarantee. Whereas with a paid ad, without the if targeted ads are getting changed because of Facebook or whatever Apple law is coming in, whatever's happening, then I think it's going to be less likely with paid ads over
1: mm.
0: creating, again, an open space for people to talk about and share music. Mm. I, would I say.
1: think as well, um, like you're saying, if you get suggested to other people, yeah. I would probably be a lot more inclined to follow up on a page um that looks local or looks within my sort of friend group or like a name that i've maybe heard around um as opposed to just maybe as attractive a post but from someone that i've just no idea how they came into my feed like if exactly if there's a little bit of a link and you think you might recognize them then usually that curiosity will lead you to at least check out their page if not you know i suppose subscribe or yeah see their actual posts
0: I would this might be quite of a, of a of a grandiose statement I would say that quite a lot of people in the Scottish music scene that know who I am and know who you are that might be hmm. <laughs> a bit of an over but I only really got into the frame like in summer last year or something and now my name gets kicked about a fair bit by people who either i've engaged with a little bit or a lot um in other conversations mm. which again is it's still even though i'm not it's not happening on social media and it's happening in private it's still active engagement and it's still people recognizing mm. what i'm doing and talking about it and then that is also spreading the mm. not the message it sounds like I'm as it's spreading awareness of the page and it's spreading awareness of my work and my content
1: Mm, I think it was, it's also important to remember that there's the type of uh, promotion or audience response that isn't on social media and that isn't yes, that's digital or viewable. touching on, yeah. Yeah, sorry.
0: No, it's okay. No, It's good to acknowledge that, that's what I'm saying.
1: So a brand new Jack idea, the thing that <laughs> Fee said, but I'm saying it.
0: Yeah, but you're saying it better than I was. I was just like, people talk <laughs> about me, oh, flying. Um, <laughs> but you can't with the with the opening up to other artists. That's one of the benefits of it, I think, is that artists start to, you know, write. as I said, as I told you before we started the podcast, I'm being not like snowed under but i've had a lot more emails in the past few months from artists with a new song out wanting to be on the playlist or Mm. get a shout out or that kind of thing than i had when i first started it because i think i've made it more clear now that this is open to anybody who's like an independent musician with a song out Mm -hmm. i've opened it up um fairly regularly on my posts and stuff like email me on this thing um Mm -hmm. and posting it in groups that's another thing for organic reach posting it in groups that are specific to the content you're talking about or wanting to celebrate or support. So there's loads of musicians groups on Facebook, for instance, if you're really into knitting, there's probably knitting groups you can share patterns to. Like there's groups for everything. So there's ways Mm, to work this inherently fairly evil system to (laughs) to your benefit (laughs) by just, yeah, doing some research and breaking down who's going to actually respond to what you're posting about. And if it's a musicians group or a knitting group, whatever you want to do, it's all organic and it's all free and it all generates real engagement and real response from people.
1: Mm, I think you can usually tell as well with certain groups which ones have real engagement in them and which yeah. ones have become like a group that you join to essentially post the Hi, I'm more me cocoon sort of stuff. Team me, um,
0: here's my latest. Team, team me team and then single. everyone, me. everyone
1: <laughs> posts their own thing and no one goes there to find music because it's just a dumping ground because everyone's like oh if i post it there i'll get more engagement but if no one's actively looking at things there then it just effectively becomes an extension another void uh, yeah just void 2.0
0: We're all standing here together in the void. (laughs) (laughs) Now, at least we're all together in the void, though. So if you're going to pose in these groups, maybe try and, you know, encourage engagement with something like uh, if you've got a song, out, either, you know, message below or comment or, you know, what even just simple question like would love to hear some feedback on this single Mm -hmm. or something. I'll make sure to go through the group and listen to other people's stuff as well. Something like that to show that you're going to give something feedback wise or engagement wise to people who are posting in the group and in return you'd like a bit for yourself basically Mm -hmm. so that's a really good point as well if you want more engagement you got to ask questions and you got to invite people into your space you can't be like team me Shut up! And doesn't really do anything. So try and encourage me. Where are my minions? They will swarm to me. I haven't even begun to peek. Sorry.
1: (laughs) So So try,
0: try and actually invite people in. Sorry, what are we
1: doing? So we're now going to talk about our brand new organic marketing system, Ah, the Dennis system. The Dennis system. To demonstrate the value of your latest single,
0: evaluate. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. we can't go through that. we're not going to go through all the letters come on um, mm-hmm. something I wanted to something that I've seen a lot of musicians start to do is creating Facebook groups that are entirely about their music and their work um, and I'm not going to be specific about this but I think that whilst it's a good effort to sort of trim down the people you're reaching into a group of people who are clearly fans of your music and want to engage with your work, it is also very much in the cocoon world of like, well, this isn't working for me. Facebook and Instagram isn't working for me. So I'm going to just bring everybody into my little space where I can scream at them specifically
1: mm. <laughs> what
0: I'm up to and what I'm doing. And if anyone else wants to post in the group, they have to go through me first. And I it can feels a little it, though, bit exclusive.
1: I get that, but I think to some extent, I understand the thought process because if you want people that would be, I guess, fans of your music or your work anyway, I guess it's trying to make sure that if people do want to um, do want to see your stuff, then they can because a lot yeah. of stuff just gets lost with the basic algorithm yeah. on Facebook. You, you so could think,
0: argue, yeah, that the page is where you do that, but at the same time, the algorithm is is changing all the time, and nobody really understands it. Even yeah, face, we don't understand it. The algorithms it.
1: definitely don't really help no you reach all of the people that have already actively subscribed to you so i understand making it more of like okay this is where i'm going to post it and if you want to see it then join the group join
0: the group and turn but i do i do i do do to some
1: extent that um i don't i'd be very
0: cautious about creating a group for just fans of my work because well i've only got one bloody album out first of all (laughs) (laughs) and it's asking even more from your audience than it is if you're just posting in like a group they already follow you know what i mean like it's asking yeah, be like join this group because facebook's you know and instagram is not doing that for me so i need it from somewhere else it feels a little like that
1: hmm. and
0: i'm not sure how much i like that idea
1: yeah yeah i understand yeah
0: it's still free and it's organic and everything and that's fine and if people want to start groups for their own music i don't i'm not going to you know say it's a bad idea i'm just saying that it's kind it's not really like we were saying before with Organic, all it can really do is, is help grow the community if you're creating your own little locked house in the mm. community it's not really forwarding anything it's not really engaging cross support or cross collaboration as you said like it's it's kind of cutting yourself off from a lot of useful contacts and engagement that you could maybe yeah, garner if you posted these posts in groups that are interested in in original independent music rather than saying everybody who already likes me you know it's not furthering anything <laughs> hmm, Yeah,
1: just, I get that. Yeah,
0: you all already like me you're already my best pals here's everything i'm going to post about you know yeah. i don't think it's helping grow anything i get the arguments for like a a safe space where everyone can you know li- like and support you and you know you won't be posting things you only get like one like if you're lucky that kind of thing and it's good i guess for your mental health to not have that happen but it is still part of the game
1: <laughs> yeah I think- so,
0: so, that's the game but it's, it is part of it you you post on social media and you experiment and you change things and you and it can feel a lot like it's all stacked against you and just nothing you do is working so why not hold yourself up in this little yeah group of people who are just there for you why not do that it's it feels kind of last resorty as well
1: mm, I think in that sense I can I can completely understand why I'd feel frustrated with lack of I guess engagement or response because I've I've said this a billion times this episode already but we, <laughs> if you put in a lot of time and creativity and actual effort and talent to try and make something it's really quite disappointing and disheartening when you put it out in the world and it doesn't get the response that you want, and you can yeah,
0: it's disheartening. You yeah.
1: see a lot of other people working entirely within the same platform, thriving, and um, yep. it's often often feels a little bit like, well, okay, what do they have that I don't? And then it's and then it's a slippery slope where you start self-analyzing what you do, and then you you consider sometimes the idea of changing what is authentic to you so that it appeals to more people, and that's never a good thing.
0: Yeah. No. Um, So I I I understand. I often find the source of people doing well on. The same sort of, I guess, breeding ground as yourself is is quite often. Now that we're talking about organic reach and stuff, and I know we're saying it's very beneficial. The bottom line is probably money.
1: Mm. I reckon it's either money or it's <laughs> because they're doing something that's really authentic to them, and it's something that yes. they can maintain or something
0: useful and tangible. So, for instance, we were talking a little bit before the podcast about Ross Campbell's uh, guitar lessons and how successful that's gotten, mm. how big it's gone, and part of the reason is because it's something that his his followers can actually use to improve. Of themselves and they engage with him as well and he gets back to them and he's very good at sharing just useful stuff mm. on his profile and things that actually he thinks could benefit other people and that's probably why he's got quite a big growth
1: mm, exactly as it's, opposed it's a to, very it's a very here's my
0: new single you know
1: yeah it's a very good <laughs> um approachable good example, example, of- example where he posts some stuff people will get drawn towards it because he's a very very good player and also then, that yeah and then um <laughs> I forgot about that and then if people are of the mind that it's like hey that's really cool that's inspiring i want to do more stuff like you he's like oh cool i've got another place where you can do that and it all ties in together where you know it's not like at, at any point he's going to close anyone off on his instagram because he's got a huge amount of following and a huge amount of engagement exactly. on each post but he's also got his um his dedicated specific site for site for the guitar lessons that you can then go and become a patron of i hate it because it it seems it makes it seems so easy but the the biggest thing that i'm missing (laughs) is i'm not an insanely good guitar player like ross campbell no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, don't damn it, I that? just need to get better. It
0: must have taken all these like online tuition people, all the people who do lessons online, like have courses. It's an insane amount of work to design your own musical exactly. course and make it appealing to a broad spectrum of people because not everyone learns the same way, so you have to mm. try and make it as general but also as helpful as possible. So I don't envy Ross Campbell's work. Like it, He must have worked extremely hard oh, yeah. on that course. Totally. So hard on that course to make it applicable to everybody so that's the the benefit that you can reap by putting loads of work into thinking right what about my content isn't reaching people what is why are people getting turned off by this is it because i'm just posting something that i've worked on and not inviting anybody to actually Mm. engage or get anything useful from it so maybe think about it like that think about what if i was an audience person looking at this would i just think oh, someone else has got a single out, who cares? Or would I think, oh, that's really nice, they've shared a bunch of bands they like, or they're, they're leading up to this single by doing this, or something, or something with the community, or mm-hmm. something for charity, whatever it is. Or do your own guitar lessons, or break, here's a great idea, break down the riff of one of your songs in a video and how you play it. Or live stream something like that of you playing. Something where you're actually engaging directly with your audience and mm-hmm. sort of, I've seen a few people do that, where they've got the chords or something, they upload it to something, or they break down how they made the song very very useful for if it was Geffer guys for instance i'm planning on doing this with neil mm. which will be a funny video <laughs> <laughs> neil's trying to do social media is adorable and funny it's i great. love neil so but much. we're going to try and break down some of the things he uses in ableton so other producers can view it and you know take away bits they find useful from it and that will not only promote our music but it'll help producers as well which will garner more engagement and more of a community thing rather than it was magic. We, magic, we <laughs> magic this song together. Here you are. You know, So something like that where you can break down or go inside yourself and pull out, like, how did you actually do that? Mm. That'll help bring engagement as well. Sorry, that was a, an idea that sprung to my mind. I had to get it out of power. Oh, yeah, it's really good I've, I've considered. <laughs> it's a good idea, though. I've
1: considered doing a little breakdown of my things before, but I also then yeah. get so caught up in ah uh, who cares i'm not as good a guitarist as ross campbell <laughs>
0: exactly exactly so you gotta turn that off and imagine yeah turn off that so whenever you're doing a live stream at my live stream i was so nervous for because i was like no one cares about <laughs> any of my stuff i've not done it in years and then i did it and yeah it wasn't like a viral success or anything stupid but i had no hopes for that i, I hope my mom would watch and she didn't in the end <laughs> mom, didn't wow she? well no she might have done for a bit of it i can't really Brutal. remember can't really remember um but <laughs> but after the live stream i thought oh wow there's an actual audience out here. there's people who want to engage and hear more from me and people mm. who want to support music how can i help this grow and nurture it a bit and that's where the review show kind of came from i mm. think um and if i if if i was gonna do something similar to the the breakdown thing you're talking about for jigsaw i'd probably do like a vocal lesson or something a live stream something like that mm-hmm. At some point, this is all plans for this is all I'm just giving away all my ideas now for this year <laughs> and beyond. But yeah, think about what would make you as a viewer actually turn on to someone's live video or someone's, you know, video or any or picture or anything like that. Think about what would actually make you go and stop and go, huh? Rather than just, I'm sorry, I'm doing a scrolling thing, but (laughs) (laughs) it's an audio format again. So have a think about that. I would say um, having someone look at it from outside your own cocoon, your team me, is also really helpful. So I can't claim credit for all these ideas. Part of it does come from my friend Naomi, who helps me um, sort of build a plan, see what's working, what's not working, that kind of thing. Mm. So if you can get someone mom, come look at my feet. Whoever it is to just be like, well, why did you put like what's working and what's not? And try and break down that analysis. doesn't have to be professional. It could be anybody. Mm-hmm. It does really help you get some outside perspective on what's working and not working as well.
1: Yeah, totally. I've been
0: rambling. <laughs> I don't know if any of this is interesting or useful. No, I think I hope it is. So. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. So to give you a, a real life example, I guess, of the growth thing and how slow it is, but also how it continues to grow. I guess I started properly implementing like a social media organic reach plan i think i started at the end of september and i had somewhere around like the late 400 followers or something like that and now middle of january or nearly the middle, no it will be in the middle of january by the time this goes out it's been upped um by like 200 250 followers in that time and i've not paid for an ad or anything i, I from what i can tell it's just from engaging and actually discussing other people's music and trying to punt them on my own platform as mm-hmm. well so that's yeah part of it. Sweet. <laughs> I don't know. That's an example.
1: It, when it works, it works.
0: When it works, it works good. That's a future get down lyric. <laughs> <Everybody>. <laughs> when it doesn't
1: work, it's doing you no good.
0: Yeah. God. Right. So <laughs> anything else to add, Jack, on terms of organic reach and that kind of thing? What's what's um, your takeaway?
1: but one thing I would raise that I think we might have mentioned before in a previous episode is organic reach and really bigging up other artists and trying to create more of a community sense whilst it works on any platform there's a huge space for it on twitter right now yes that's, that's one thing that we've both found where, forgot like,
0: about twitter whoops yep. um
1: <laughs> I, I did something that i guess would be called a follow train um yeah a spotify follow train yep i essentially just posted saying hey I'm looking to support new artists i want you to send me links to your stuff and i'll follow you on your social medias and your spotify and i'll listen to your stuff uh, and if you feel like doing the same in return here's a link to my stuff but yeah i want to hear i want to hear people and then usually that garners a lot of attention because Twitter is full of not only the sense of community but other people that not in a team me sense but want to yeah. be able to promote their stuff and there feels like there's a lot of give and take on twitter as opposed to just take take so music
0: relies on other musicians and the age posts digital and post these big labels controlling everything music if you want to get it heard you need to contact other musicians about it that's just Mm -hmm. that's just it on in this age of social media like aunties and uncles will fund it but (laughs) other (laughs) artists are who you want to be talking to if you want to get your music heard i think it's and yeah they are people who are going to see all these posts anyway it's going to be other musicians because yeah, we're all in our own little circle jerk because we've said before. <laughs> so, yeah. you need to actively engage with other people who are trying to do the same thing as you and learn from them. And something I, I wanted to touch on as well, that I might have not, I think I did touch on last episode, but I wanted to breach on a bit more, was the stalking of other musicians' pages things. Stalking mm-hmm. was probably a bad word, but yeah, have a look and see. The
1: Dennis system.
0: Yeah, have a look and see what they're doing. So when you're talking before about these pages that are doing better than yours on the same breeding ground, have a look, see what's working for them, what's getting them the most engagement and see if there's anything you could do that's authentic to you, that's something that you can do well mm. that you know you can not steal but adapt and and bring to your own, your own audience and see if that helps the engagement a bit. For example, the follow train thing, um, we've seen a few of them on Twitter and they've always done very well. So that's an idea that we saw and then you you know did on your own twitter which you know helped you find lots of new musicians to talk to and also garnered you a fair number of, of followers who will actually listen to your new song when it comes out rather than you know just pre-saving it because mm-hmm. it's like oh you got a wee song out you're still doing the music guy you know it, it's music, a bit aye. more organic and the same goes for reviews and that kind of thing like you gotta yeah if you look at the view and think that looks good i fancy one then that's how you find out new contacts The to contact <laughs> basically so never yeah. rather than getting to this disheartening state of uh nobody likes my stuff because of either for me or for the algorithm just have a look and see if there's anything you admire about their posts or anything you think you could also do in your own and you'll probably see a big spike in about people who actually want to either talk to you or listen to your music or you know mm-hmm. just yeah inspiring actual engagement rather than the cocoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just keep this episode is called The Cocoon.
1: <laughs> team <laughs> Me.
0: Now. Team Me. I like Team Me as well. <laughs> that's <really> good. <laughs> that's the sad hard truth of it all. Is no one's going to care as much about your own music as you do. So you yeah. have to show. And that's the the trap we fall into as well is that is that we promote ourselves so hard and so so relentlessly and no one is going to promote your music for on, for you unless you pay them unless you open yourself up to promoting other people's work and don't just make it a space where you just punt your own stuff because mm. the amount of times that like, I've seen artists like if I share a single by them or something like that and then they'll turn around and share something in mine, it's mm-hmm. it's like nine times out of ten, it's ridiculously high and when I wasn't doing that nobody shared it mm-hmm. you know, so no one's going to care as much as you do but don't like that Pull you into a sense of well, I'll just I'll just push my own stuff harder, and I'll just you know you sort the pros wherever the heck it is. You know, try and mm-hmm. open yourself up to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm still rambling, but I'm trying to make it make sense.
1: I think it will make sense. I think it's I think we've done a good uh, spread of organic stuff today.
0: I I hope so. A nice organic spread <laughs> <laughs> for everybody to chomp on. A, a nice so- preserve. <laughs> So I hope this has helped. Um, I'm sorry that it's a bit more rambly than our usual ones and not as conversationally, but um, there's some important points I think in here that I think people, if you are feeling disheartened about social media, that might be useful to to lift yourself up and sort of see if you can make steps to um improve your actual organic engagement rather than chucking another fifty quid Zuckerberg's way so we can mm-hmm. dance on your album's grave <laughs> when no one <laughs> buys it. <laughs>
1: Thanks. Our song of the week is Fade Away by Ninth Degree. And uh, as you'll have heard at the start, you'll be hearing it on the outside now. And um, the outside. The mm. outside. The end. <laughs> Inside, outside. Start, end. Oh, the cocoon. End. Same diff. It's all the cocoon. Team me. So yeah. <laughs> Team Ninth Degree. Uh, hey! Check them out on social media. They're they lovely have merch guys. as well. Oh, sweet. Yeah, check out their merch. and
0: shirts and stuff. So yeah. If you haven't got room in your house for us, CD? you can buy a big old shirt instead.
1: Sounds good to me. So yep, yeah, check out the ninth me. degree. Thank you for thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with something else to something talk about. <laughs> <laughs> if you have anything that you want to hear about, then please do get in touch with us. Uh, Fee, tell us what your social media handles are so people can get in touch with you.
0: You can find me on Facebook as Fiona Liddell Music or on Instagram as Leona Fidel.
1: Band. And Twitter,
0: I guess, is the Liddell I'm just, I'm just all over the place. I'll get a name, sorts of eventually.
1: What you need is a good, strong handle like at Jack Hinks Music on any yes. social media, and people will find you straight away. If anyone they ever will. wanted to look, please look. Oh.
0: That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're back next week. We'll be better then. See you then. <laughs> no, don't fade away. Don't
1: fade away. Don't fade
0: away. Don't
1: fade away, don't 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 fade away.